What I learned is that starting your own brand is actually a lot harder <laughs> than a retail store, but there are benefits of owning your own product yeah. and brand. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki and welcome to the Click Collective podcast, I Started a Business. This show is all about inspiring, encouraging and motivating e-commerce enthusiasts and entrepreneurs by sharing successful small business stories. Quick Collective is the first co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community and we're home to some pretty cool brands. Each episode, we'll sit down with one of our members and chat about their journey, why they started, how they're going, their highs and lows and everything in between. In this episode, we chat with Ruby Wang, the founder of Nudie Glow, Australia's leading destination for Korean skincare and beauty. Hey Ruby, tell us about you and what Nudie Glow is. Hi, um, my name's Ruby Wang. I am the founder of Nudie Glow, an online beauty retailer specialising in Korean beauty, um, which we've also recently expanded to um, Australian beauty. Yeah, awesome. We'll touch on that later. And where did the idea of Nudie Glow come from? So about six years ago, I was travelling in Asia and I came across a Korean beauty store. I was a bit fascinated by it and I went in and I was immediately drawn to the products and I spent you know, a lot of my time in there buying everything I could, you know, I found fascinating. And after trying the products, I thought, oh, wow, this is pretty awesome products and very affordable. But after coming back to Australia, I thought um, maybe I can find them here. So I started looking for them around online and, you know, around the city. And I just couldn't find anywhere that really curated these products Um and the only places I could find them were, you know, hidden in a little alleyway and you really need to know the products to shop there. So I thought to myself, you know, why not introduce these products to Australia and try to provide more information on these products um, for the people that are not familiar with the brands and products? Yeah. When you were in Asia, were you looking for a business idea or were you just traveling for fun and then it came to you that you wanted to bring these over to Australia? Well, uh, I don't think I did. It was about two months after I quit my corporate job and I was just taking a break and um, looking, you know, to see what I want to do for my next, um, I guess, uh, adventure. And I just came across Korean Beauty and I I just thought maybe this is a good time to start a business and I gave myself one year to work on this business and if everything failed, I would then go back to, you know, another corporate job. Um, So it was kind of um, came across by accident. and Yeah, and I feel fairly quickly to quit your job and then within two months kind of start this idea of a new venture. I feel like it kind of fell into place for you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot faster than expected because at the time I was actually studying um, a digital marketing course, thinking that's the area I want to explore. And little did I know I really wanted to use that those skills in the business and thought having my own business will be the best place to learn about, you know, digital marketing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it all happened fairly quickly. Yeah, as a small business owner... I've learned from Click that you do a lot of it yourself. So you'd be doing the digital marketing, um, really all of it yourself. Is that how it started or did you have people to help you out in the early days? Um, yeah, definitely at the start, 
I had to learn everything and do everything, you know, from accounting, SEO, digital marketing, including Facebook ads, social media, and down to the logistics side, importing, all of that had to learn because, um, first of all, I couldn't afford staff at the beginning. And also what I learned is that to start your own business, you really need to have a good understanding of every aspect of the business. So when you do hire, you'll know what to expect and mm-hmm. what kind of standard you want from your employees. Yeah. Wow. Um so what are the differences between the Korean beauty products and the Western products? Like why, why don't we see a lot of the Korean skincare um, on the market here? Or why didn't we? Korean beauty is South Korea's number one industry. So from a very, very early age, people learned to look after their skin, put a lot of focus on um, skincare. And as, as a country, it is their number one industry and the government puts a lot of money into development and research. Okay. So there's a lot of innovation coming out of Korea. And with the innovation, they use you know, unique ingredients that you don't often see in Western countries. And because it's such a competitive industry, the prices have to be very competitive as well. So that makes Korean beauty products very affordable in comparison to Western beauty products. So I think all of that makes it very appealing to the, you know, to everyone. Yeah, I would agree. So I used to be an Australian beauty girl. That's where I got all my skincare from. And then I was on your website still buying Australian beauty, but then I thought I'd try out the Korean skincare. And I was surprised by I guess how affordable it seemed compared to some of the stuff I had been using and then just the quality of it as well. Like it seems like a lot of it might be similar ingredients. Korean beauty has definitely um, picked up over the years and I think I entered at a very good time just before it became popular in Australia. And I guess one reason I chose to go with Korean beauty is when I was looking online back in 2016, there wasn't a lot of articles talking about Korean beauty in Australia but if you look at USA you know Korean beauty boomed over there um, that year yeah so I thought okay if Australia tends to follow trends from USA surely Korean beauty will become popular within the next year or two and after about a year beauty publications in Australia started um, writing articles about Korean beauty and I think because we are one of the only two or three at the time curating Korean beauty they often came to me asking for an interview and that's when we started getting some press mentions and, and kind of helped our business kick off. That's that's awesome. So when you first started um, Nudie Glow to when people were contacting you for interviews, was that a couple years or was that fairly early on and that was able to help your business grow? It was fairly early within the first year um, of starting because I think we just got the timing right and people were looking for a source to reference and, you know, they found Nudie Glow through all the work I put in for SEO. Yeah. Uh, They found us, did an interview and then another publication saw that article, decided to feature us on their front page. I think it was Elle at the time. Awesome. They did a one page on the basically front page for one week. That's huge. And then Daily Mail picked up that article and contacted us and it kind of just like continued for a while when everyone first started writing about Korean beauty. And yeah, so that was very lucky, helped our business grow um, the first year. And then during that period, was it still just you on your own packing orders, doing all the SEO and marketing yourself or were you able, did you have to hire someone during that stage? So the first hire I had was for social media. She looked after 
or our Instagram and email content. Yeah. And at the time, I outsourced our uh, packaging fulfillment to a 3PL. Mm -hmm. So I was still on my own for the first three years with just one part-time staff and outsourced digital marketing and everything else. So the one thing you thought you wanted to do was digital marketing and then in the end you decided to outsource that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I imagine it just takes up so much time to do that. Yeah, it's one of those things I just didn't have time to spend and on full time. Yeah. And yeah, so I outsourced that because it is one of the most important uh, part of the business and I needed help. Um, yeah, so for anyone starting, you know, online business nowadays, digital marketing is, yeah, very important. Awesome. Great tip for our <laughs> listeners. So let's talk about your products. So you have roughly 1,500 products at Nudie Glow. How do you go about choosing those products and what does that process look like? I think Nudie Glow actually started off as a sheet mask subscription box. Oh, cool. Not many people know that, but um, I think uh, the reason why it started as a subscription box is I think back in 2015, 2016, subscription boxes were the hype. Everyone was into, you know... um, beauty subscription boxes. As a first-time business owner, I didn't have the capital to just import, you know, hundreds of products. So I decided to start with a small, I guess, a cheaper product, which is sheet masks. um, If you're familiar with sheet masks, people might be using two to three times a week. So I thought that's something that people repetitively use and it's a good way to test the market without spending a lot of money on inventory. But after about, you know, six months, we started getting customer feedback. Yeah. Oh, are you going to introduce other products? Because we want this and this and this. And I think that's when I thought, okay, maybe it's time to start exploring other products yeah. and how we curate products. I guess it's a lot of, we do a lot of research on what's the latest, um, you know, popular products that are selling well in Korea and also in the USA. Because at the time, I think, you know, there's a lot of social media, Instagram posts or Instagram influencers that talk about K-beauty in the USA. So we look at what's popular and we look at, you know, what our customers want. And I guess there's always like trending ingredients too. Like for myself, who's just someone who's into skincare, I'll see like niacinamide, you hear about that. And then a few weeks later, it's vitamin C. And then another week, it's this. So you, I guess you find out what these ingredients are and use that to help choose your product range. Yeah, and especially in Korea, they they come up with really unique ingredients all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think at the time, one of the most popular ingredients we hear in snail mucin. So oh, I've bought that recently and yeah. I've been using that. Yeah, so that's <laughs> something like, you know, for someone who's never tried Korean beauty, they hear it, they mm-hmm. either intrigued or put off by it but then you know a lot of once a lot of people tried it they fall in love with the ingredient or the product and that's when certain products just become very popular and that happens a lot with Korean beauty brands Mm -hmm. so we we kind of look at what the trend is um, and what people are looking for and also the product category we're curating we make sure we always have you know because in Korean beauty, there's like over 10 steps um, yeah. in a double cleansing to serum, essence, ampoule and oil. There's just so much and we make sure we cover a whole range and have a variety of brands and products under each product 
category. Yeah. And um, yeah, so a lot of people tend to just like try new things all the time. There's enough to try and pick what they really love because it's so affordable as well. They can buy a whole 10 steps and then yeah. just pick a tree. So that's a bit bit of the fun side as well, um, trying different products. Yeah, I, I love that. I've bought the snail mucin and I use that. Is it called mucin or mucin? Mucin. Um, but there are, like you said, so many products to try. So I just kind of, I scroll through your website. I choose a category. I might be looking to try something new in, whether it's a serum or an essence. And then I also use the reviews to help me choose my product. And I notice when I buy products, you guys send reviews for me to leave my product review. Do you find it hard to get product reviews or is that just part of your business model or how do you use reviews for your business? I think from the very beginning, I knew that word of mouth is probably one of the most powerful and also free ways to get customers. So review was one of those things that I always look for when buying or eating out or like doing my shopping. So I knew it was important to have that in the business. So from day one, I set up emails campaign that you know, sends out emails asking people for reviews. Mm -hmm. And even though I know not everyone's going to take the time to leave a review, but, you know, even if it's just 1% of our customers leaves a review, it'll help the next customer that makes purchase. But to make people more inclined to leave a review, we offer a small voucher, like a $5 voucher for a review. And yeah, that tends to work because over the years we've accumulated to almost 10,000 reviews across all our products. And some of the most popular products have I don't know, over 400, 500 reviews. And what I find is that, yeah, that really helps drive sales of certain products because people rely on what other people's experiences are with the products. Yeah, absolutely. Especially a category like K-beauty, where some people might be getting into it for the first time. It really helps them choose kind of what direction or what product might be a good base point and then from there, they can make their own decisions for the next products. And so tell us about how you've recently gone into A-Beauty, which is Australian beauty. Has that been on like the line for a long time? Is that what your plan was? Why did you decide to go into that? So in 2020, when the pandemic happened, a lot of the international like logistics side and the supply chain got interrupted. Yeah. And uh, because we are mainly an importing business where we get everything from South Korea, we're really relying on that supply chain. We didn't want it to affect our business. Also at the time, we had all the flooding, all these natural disasters happened around and affected the, I guess, local small businesses at the time. And there was a campaign going around, that, you know, to support local, support mm-hmm. small. Yeah, I think at the time I just thought, We've been importing Korean beauty since 2016, but we're not limited to just Korean beauty because everyone that loves beauty shouldn't really just go for one type of beauty product. So we thought maybe we can also introduce some of our local beauty brands and support our local brands. So it was an idea that just came up during the pandemic. and Wow. So it was a, a pandemic idea. Yeah, That's... yeah. Never planned it. Yeah. It was more of like, how do we... It was a, a little pivot, I guess, we wanted to try. Yeah. Um, so we also wanted to broaden our market yeah. to attract uh, non-K-beauty users because we know that a lot of Australian brands are also amazing, amazing quality, effective, and just have lots of loyal customers. Yeah. So we thought... Since we have the platform, we have the infrastructure to 
grow and why not introduce more beauty brands. So we decided to start introducing Australian beauty as well. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. What was the first brand, the Australian brand that you decided to take on? So we just, uh, we started with 10 beauty brands yep. and we launched it all at once. Some of them are you know, uh, quite well known, like yep. Alchemist, Biology, and some newer brands that are a bit younger. Um, yeah, like, and yeah. did you outsource them or did they like come to you about maybe being on your website? So we reached out to um, about 30 brands or at the beginning yeah. and then um, we curated the 10 that were happy to work with us. Yeah. And yeah. Awesome. And so that's been going well and you're, you're happy with that? Yeah, that yeah, addition. definitely. We definitely see, um, you know, we see a lot of customers coming onto our website buying ABD mm-hmm. and then slowly you see them converting to KVD. And I think you're one of them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah. one of them. And we see, yeah, a lot of people feedback when we first launched saying they were really happy they were um, introducing Australian beauty. Yeah. yeah, amazing. That's awesome. And not a question on here, but I'm curious where the name Nudie Glow came from for your business. Oh, uh, so the name... I think it's one of those things like, you know, um, takes a while because, you know, you want to make sure it sounds good. It's, you know, has a, a meaningful, meaningful, yeah. yeah. Um, and also with the domain name and all the social media handles yeah. available. So it took me maybe two months to come up with a name. Okay. Um, had a few others, but Nudie Glow is based, because when I first started Nudie Glow, I guess the idea is I want people to focus on their skin yeah. and not worry too much about, you know, makeup, covering your you know, skin. Yes. I think in Western beauty, a lot of it is about makeup. A lot of it is about how to look glam and, yeah. you know, makeup. So it's like having a nude, nude, nude skin. Yes. So it's about uh, be able to be confident with nothing on your face. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, uh, have that glow. And, <laughs> and was that the same name from the very beginning, from when it was the sheet mask yeah. box? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was Amazing. Well, yeah. it's a really great name for skincare. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so before you had your warehouse at Click, you, you actually operated out of a 3PL. Tell us what that was like. So when I first started, um, obviously we're not big enough for outsourcing our fulfillment. So I was packing out of my two-bedroom apartment and at one stage I, there was no room to, in the living room to move. But I didn't think I was big enough for a 3PL and I also went on holiday for a week and because I was packing myself I had to pause our shipping and let our customers know that they're not going to receive their orders for another two weeks Uh, which was okay at the time because we weren't too big but when I um, I guess from a customer's perspective it's not the best shopping experience and when I talked to someone they suggested a 3PL which I wasn't aware of Mm -hmm. thinking I was too small and then we decided to try 3PL and definitely made life a lot easier I was able to focus more on growing the business rather than packing orders every night yeah and that's when we I think we had the biggest growth you know from my bedroom to a a warehouse Mm -hmm. and I was able to spend extra three hours a night on digital marketing rather than um, packing orders yeah yeah so that went well until the pandemic hit (laughs) so the pandemic changed a lot of things um, with all the you know everyone locked down at home yeah a lot of people moved shopping online and what that meant is um, there's a lot of orders to fulfill, mm-hmm. uh, not just for us, but also for all the other 
brand partners in the same warehouse. Yeah. But at the same time, there wasn't enough staff to uh, fulfill all those orders. And that's when we had we started getting a lot of fulfillment issues where de- and delays. I remember Black Friday 2020, mm-hmm. our orders were getting delayed up to a month oh, wow. from our Black Friday sale. Yeah. And it was just getting frustrating because we were dealing with like so many customer you know, when people complaints. want skincare, it's usually they ran out of their product yeah. and they, they want it right away yeah. to be able to continue on their routine. Yeah, so we we're getting so many issues. It was starting to really affect the business and I had to make a decision either to move to different 3PL mm-hmm. or, you know, bring it in-house. And I think I was just scared of the idea of moving to another 3PL with no control. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as we're growing as well, we have like, we started with, you know, 100 products. Now we have over 1,500. And with that range, I just don't think any 3PL will be as, I guess. A bit nervous to trust them in all of those products and to know which one to choose and with such a huge range. Yeah, there's a lot of... um, like a higher chance of error yeah. in terms of picking, packing, and even just like storage. Like, you know, because often we have to check expiry days and all of those things. And it's just so hard with a 3PL. Yeah. And that's when we started looking at other options um, in terms of warehousing. And I came across Click, And Ooh. that's when, you know, um, it was my first time starting my own warehouse and yeah. I thought Click had all the facilities like you know everything already established so all we have to do is move in yeah. and set up our own system and you know that um, that was a lot easier than I think starting from scratch hiring a you know warehouse yeah. and getting a forklift like you know didn't want all that headache so yeah. It's essentially moving into your own warehouse, but then you have all those things that you don't have to worry about on top yeah, of it. Um, so when you moved into Click, is that when you hired your first or your next round of staff? Yeah. So after moving to Click for the first time, we, we had a warehouse manager and um, warehousing staff. And uh, we we're also very lucky because the we moved into a space and hired the people that used to work in that same space mm-hmm. so they were already familiar with the warehouse how click operates so they were able to um take over from day one that's awesome yeah made things run smoothly for you yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. um and so nudie glow isn't your only business you actually have another online store called family um which is a baby goods store how did you decide to launch another business uh, so I had had my firstborn in end of 2019, mm-hmm. and then uh, not long after that, we went into lockdown, and uh, which was not a bad timing for for me because you know I was able to spend a lot more time at home with my newborn, mm-hmm. and that involved going to the park, which was probably the only place we were able to go <laughs> outdoors. If you have a child, you'll know that, you know, you want to have them like, you know, crawling around, but also on a surface that's, you know, safe, clean and mm-hmm. easy to um, easy to clean. And at the time I came across a um, picnic rug that's for, for babies yeah. and obviously baby does a vomit or get it dirty and then you can't really clean it. And then I came across a vegan leather material that's water resistant, which means, you know, if baby spills milk or anything on it, you just have to Super wipe it down. Super easy to clean up. Yep. yep. 
And the idea of using that as a picnic rug will be uh, very handy for mm-hmm. mum. And I guess I looked around and realised there wasn't much locally. I thought, oh, okay, I've been in the um, e-commerce space um, as a retailer, but I've never really developed my own product. And I was actually quite interested in that aspect of, you know, as an online business. Yeah. Um so I thought, why not try develop my own brand and own product and see how that goes. And um, yeah, so during those lockdown days, I started my next brand. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and have you kind of followed in the same footsteps of Nudie Glow of what worked for Nudie Glow to do with your new business, which is called Family? I'm not sure if I've said that yet. Yeah. So has what worked well with Nudie Glow also worked well with your Um, business family? It's actually a really different business approach, I think. So Nudie Glow is basically a retailer. So Mm -hmm. we we curate products onto our page. So we don't have to really worry about the product asset, like images or like products, the ingredients, how to make them. It's a lot more straightforward. Mm -hmm. And in terms of social media, we have you know, a lot of content on the web for these products already. So it's very easy to source that. And also the information available is all all there. Mm -hmm. Whereas starting your own brand and own product, you've got to basically start from scratch from, you know, branding, images. It's a lot harder, Mm -hmm. especially with someone who has no design background. So that's uh, one of the hurdles, I guess, for starting your own product and brand. And also once the product's there, you have to distribute it, you know, either wholesale or through marketing or influencers. Mm -hmm. So we had to try all these channels that we haven't tried with Nudie Glow, uh, which is fun because I always love learning new, um, new things. And I thought, yeah, it was a good experience learning how to build a new product. Yeah. yeah. And you've recently or you've expanded your line as well from those leather play mats or yeah. you're selling other brands through family as well? So I think um, what I learned is that starting your own brand or product is actually a lot harder <laughs> than a retail store, but definitely there are benefits of owning your own product yeah. and brand. So I think we're trying to combine it with, you know, a bit of retailing other brands brands yeah. as well just because I have more experience in in retail so yeah we're trying to do a bit of both awesome yeah good to try new things but if something works sometimes yeah you got to include that as well and aside from your two businesses you're also a wife and a mom of two how do you do that is it hard do you get extra help whether at home or within the business Oh, well, yeah, I can definitely tell you that it's it's very hard, uh, especially after having my second child. Yeah. Because in our household, my husband has a business, I have two, and I have two young children. So there's a lot going on. I'd, yeah, I think I definitely can't do it without, you know, my husband or my parents' help. It's just hard. It's, it's hard, yeah. um, but I'm getting a lot of support. So even today, my parents are in the warehouse helping. Yeah. And yeah, so. And, and we started off the interview holding your little baby, but just <laughs> decided maybe we'd pass her on. Yeah. <laughs> so any tips you could share with others in the same boat or you're just sort of learning along the way as well? My tip is don't do it. <laughs> Don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah, but if you really have no choice, it's doable. You just um, make sure you have the support, whether it's support in business or support with the family so you can still work on the business. I think a lot of mums out there doing it, so 
yeah, it's um, it's definitely doable. Doable. It's just hard. (laughs) Um, And with Nudie Glow, you've recently celebrated six years. So congratulations. Thank you. And what have been the biggest highs and the or even some of the lows of starting your own business? The whole journey has been amazing. Like looking back, I can't believe it's only been six years, Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine my life without working on my business. I think one of the biggest reward is that I'm able to control my work, my work hours, like what I'll focus on, what I do every day. And now that I have a young family, I can prioritise family time, control my life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think that's the most rewarding part of starting a business. Obviously, that's after, you know, years of hard work. So yeah, I guess I've been loving the journey. All the learning I think is, has been very enjoyable for me. Yeah. just uh. Amazing. Well, thankful <laughs> for that one day in Asia coming across some face masks in one of yeah. the little shops. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Ruby. It was great to hear about your journey. Thank you, Nikki. No worries. <laughs> Want to know more about where Ruby runs her business? Click Collective is a warehousing and co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community. On site, we have spaces for your warehouse, office, showroom, logistics, and a photography space. So we're a one-stop shop to run your business. You can head to our website to know more at clickcollective.com.au or check out our Instagram at clickcollective.